we said. The Press Box. Well, howdy and welcome back for another edition of The Press Box. Mike Grace and my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, here to offer you up just a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state of Alabama. Want to know where? Well, find us online, pressboxradio.com. Check the affiliates page there to find the station nearest you. On the episodes page, you can hear the show on demand, hour by hour, all the way back to the very first hour of the program. Or simply press the little green button, top right corner, that says listen, and you can hear the press box anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week again all online at pressboxradio.com same place where you can register to win a fall into a press box paradise contest courtesy of meyer vacation rentals breakline optics and the press box your chance to win a three-night stay in a two-bedroom golf front condo again all the registration information is online at pressboxradio.com all right a treat for you today in the press box podcast as we visit with eli gold voice of the alabama crimson tide football team of course but also Well, voice of a new Birmingham team. The well-known voice of the Birmingham squadron, Eli Gold. There you go. Partner, what's up? (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Congratulations. Uh, G League coming to Birmingham. Uh, I think it's going to be great. A brand new facility in Birmingham. Basically brand new with the redo of the old old BJCC. And uh, a new franchise and a well-established league. And the most established voice will be handling the radio call. Well, I appreciate your kind words. I'm looking forward to it. You know, when I grew up in New York City uh, back in the 60s and early 70s, that was the heyday for the great New York Knicks teams. You know, Willis Reed and Dave DeBusher and Walt Frazier and, you know, that that bunch of players who – you know, won won NBA championships and so on. So I've always been an NBA fan. And then when this came along, uh, it was a good opportunity, you know, as a freelance broadcaster, I don't have to tell you, uh, Chris, as a freelance guy, if you're able to pick up a a 50-game package in the middle of winter with very limited conflicts, their season doesn't begin Till the end of the college football season. Right. So th- there's very little overlap, you know, maybe three games of a conflict, if that much. Um, so I was lucky enough to be asked to do this. I know the guys who are in the broadcast department of the uh, New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. The, that's the ownership group, the Bensons and so on. Well, I, I know the uh, broadcast guys there very well. And they called me one day and wanted to pick my brain about Birmingham radio and, you know, what stations to talk to and this, that, and the other, and and companies that have habitually sponsored sports on the radio. It was a, a straight business call. And, of course, at one point I said, well, you know, and who's doing your, your play-by-play in color? They said, we haven't picked a color man yet, but I assume you're going to do the play-by-play. I mean, literally, that's how it came <laughs> down. I said, oh, okay. And, um, you know, I checked with our boss at the Crimson Tide Sports Network, Jim Carabin, and I checked with athletic director Greg Byrne at Alabama. Both men signed off on it as long as uh, I made sure that Alabama was my first uh, priority and uh, signed the deal, and here we are. For those that don't know, and this is the reason 
Eli, we call this show inside the press box. That and calling all sports wasn't available. But uh, so so calling it inside the press box is because it's what what we all do. The three of us, of course, you it's conversations that we have in the booth before a ball game. And that's kind of what we do here. Tell tell the story of being at hockey and I think basketball as well. But I know hockey games at the garden because you wrote a book about this. Peanuts Funny. to the press box. That's it. But, yes, but from tell peanuts just to the right press here. Box. That's how I I learned my trade in New York City. Um, I, I, as many people know, I used to walk past my high school far more frequently than I darkened the doorways, and um, I would go and work uh, at the garden. I would deliver mail there. Um, and, and I would, you know, during baseball season, I'd ride the subway to a Wednesday afternoon game at Yankee stadium. I'd take my little tape recorder and go into the upper deck and, and do the play by play. You know, I didn't necessarily know who all the players were. I didn't have all the stats, but it, it taught me descriptive skills well, the same thing at the garden. I worked for Madison Square Garden Corporation uh, delivering mail. I was an office boy, basically. I would run errands. Uh, somebody wanted a sandwich from the, you know, the, the local diner. I'd run down the street and get it for them, whatever had to be done. And <clears throat> I was not getting paid. My pay was a pass to every single event at Madison Square Garden. Every single event, everything from the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus, if I wanted to go see it every single day, all the way to Game 7 of the NBA Finals and everything in between. And not every event was sold out. Actually, many events had somewhat limited crowds in those days. And I would take my tape recorder. And I would sit at the very end of the press box or in the blue seats in the upper deck away from anybody. And I would do the play-by-play. And then I would take that tape and carry it to the office of Bob Wolf, who in those days was the guy. He was like Kurt Gowdy. He was like Bob Costas. He was, he was the preeminent sportscaster in New York City along with Marv Albert, and I used to deliver mail to Bob Wolf's office, and I finally mustered up enough uh, confidence to ask him to listen to the tapes. They were terrible. Uh, They were simply awful, but he was very kind, and he'd say, you know, you did that very well. You did that, and and then he'd say, oh, this needs a lot of work right here, but uh, that's how I got myself going, by uh, getting into the events free because I couldn't afford to get in. My, my dad had already passed away. My mom didn't, you know, we didn't have a lot of money at all. So I, and, and that's also what led to me selling peanuts uh, at the garden and, and meeting all the broadcasters. Uh, I said, if I can't buy my way in, the next best thing is for them to pay me. And I'd go and I'd sell peanuts for the Harry M. Stevens company make a few dollars and um, hang out near the press box and just chase the broadcasters as they came out of the elevator going to the booth 
or as they left the booth and went to the men's room, I was there peppering <laughs> them with questions. Awesome. Uh, it, you know, I tried the same gig. Marv Albert didn't need another hairstylist, evidently, or he didn't trust me because I didn't have any hair. Uh, I wanted to ask, you were talking about the, the preparation when you were practicing. You didn't necessarily know all the players' names. Uh, but I made Eli, them you, wanna... up, you see. It didn't what? matter. You know, if the Yankees are playing the Kansas City Royals on a Wednesday afternoon, you know, a bouncing ball to third, Jones over to Johnson for one, on to Smith, a double play. And it wasn't Jones, Johnson, or Smith, but that didn't matter. I, I was, you know, I was just working on the descriptive uh, elements of the job. It's it's J.D. Danimobile, and uh, you and I both use, for the skeleton of our, our charts that have all the names of the players you know involved, for those who don't know, it's the charts out in front of us. We use kind of the same company to give us the skeleton. We fill the rest of it in, put in the pertinent information. I always wanted to, to hack or hijack yours and put in uh, either some kid named Urin or Jubilee Dunbar. I would love to hear oh, or our listeners, <laughs> was it a basketball game or the Soviets? Where there were some really Luke, interesting Luke names. Urin. We were playing Belorussia. Bama played Belorussia. <laughs> you might remember this, and this, this is a true story. There was a, a couple, three years there. Instead of playing, instead of playing, um, who was it? Uh, Marathon Oil. They used to field oh, yeah. the team. Or instead of playing Athletes in Action, a group of young players who would come in, play basketball, and and share their, their testimony of their lives, uh, the SEC and other conferences did a deal for a couple or three years with uh, this international federation that brought over, like the Air Olympic teams, from all of these little countries that were created after the fall of the Soviet Union. And one year, uh, Alabama played Belarusia. And they came, the Reader's Digest version is, they came into Coleman Coliseum. Their, their guy who was in charge, uh, who was probably from the KGB, I don't know, I didn't really care. But he sat down with me and Tom Roberts, who was doing the color on the broadcast. And he <laughs> sat down with Tony Giles, who was the public address announcer there at Coleman. And uh, he, would go, he went over the pronunciation of the players' names, not that our broadcast was being heard in Belarusia, but still the players deserve to have their names pronounced correctly. And he went down the roster numerically, accidentally skipped over little number five, uh, their shooting guard. And I, I, I said to him, excuse me, uh, and I didn't even know what, the, I didn't even know the guy's name. All right, so I said, "Excuse me." Uh, I called him Comrade. I figured that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't start the missiles flying. I said, "Excuse me, Comrade, you skipped over number five. Uh, how do you pronounce his name?" And for the first time in the entire conversation, a little smirk came to his face, and he said, "Well, I am sorry to say, his name pronounced exactly the way it looked." Well, his first name was Lubomir, which is, is, is not a name you hear in Theodore, Alabama every day, but it's, it's not a, a, a difficult name per se. 
His last name was spelled Y O U R I N. Mm-hmm. Urine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, <laughs> the opening tip off uh, went, uh, they, they, you know, the ball goes up in the air, they have the tip, it comes to the, uh, to the Belarusians, and uh, here comes the little guard coming up the floor. And I'm doing the play-by-play, and I said, and uh, here comes Urine dribbling up the court. Yes, of course and, you did. Uh, oh, and, no. and that started Tom Roberts just tackling uncontrollably. And on that first possession, they, they used every single second of the shot clock. And the ball went into the deep corner to our left, referencing where we were sitting at courtside, the deep far left corner. And there was number five, and he puts it up from long range, nothing but net. Three nothing Belarusia. I turn to Tom Roberts and I say, "Well, Tom, he looks like urine is hot tonight." And that again got Tom cackling uncontrollably, and I shortly thereafter followed. And the entire first half of the game was unintelligible, not only because of my uh, my lack of ability compared to your partner Chris Stewart, but uh, just the fact that we cackled all the way through the half talking about urine like a couple of little little children who, who just couldn't stop laughing there is no joy greater during a broadcast than us finding a way to crack up tom stipe back then tom roberts brian yeah. passink john parker and just seeing who can hold it together the longest when we drop in something others may pick up or if it's just for them that's the yeah. best so are you. We appreciate the time. I know you got another commitment. We'll get you back soon talking football. I do have a few moments if you want them. If not, then we can wrap it absolutely. up right here. No, 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 no. Absolutely, we'll take it. Just yeah, give me the, the next I know guy you were has, at practice. pushed it back to 8.30, so I'm, I'm in cool. good shape. Well, well, we got a break in about five, so let, let's go quick. Just tell me, you were at, you were at scrimmage the other day. I know you're yeah. not revealing anything you can't, but just overall, what are you seeing? I was I was pretty pleased. Uh, uh, there were some issues that obviously the coaches also addressed. Uh, there were some injuries. Uh, the I don't think the offensive line that we saw is going to be the one that we see uh, against Miami. You know, Kendall Randolph had an ankle injury. Evan Neal was not a hundred percent. But you know, there's tons of talent, albeit young. But that's fine. You know, I remember a game a few years ago. There were these two true freshmen uh, who did pretty well, Tua Tango-Baloa and Devontae Smith. So just because you're young, you just, you know, it's a mental game at that point. The biggest thing for me is going over and learning the new names and numbers. You know, you look down and you see 32 and you instinctively want to say Dylan Moses because that's oh, yeah. he's been there for the last, uh, you know, half decade. Well, you got to remember it's not him; it's Deontay Lawson. And so I work on that, just quickly identifying and and trying to see what these guys look like. I watch the scrimmages from up in the radio booth, uh, so I get my normal. Um, frame of reference my normal perspective uh and i will do that but i, I want to see what these guys look like so in case for some reason i can't see uh 
their number, I can identify them. But uh, uh, the defense is going to be very, 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 very good. I mean, Veris, I was on a talk show in Honolulu the other day, uh, one of our stations that still carries the games out there, even though Tua and Talia Tungavaloa are no longer with us. Uh, and, and the host, uh, Bobby Curran, out there, he said to me, he goes, my goodness, those linebackers. He said, that's an, um, an embarrassment of riches. I said, no. I said, nobody's embarrassed. You know, it's yeah. just the way it is. So the ton of, a, a ton of talent defense will be very, very, very good. Uh, the offense should be as well. It's just, you know, behind John Mechie, um, you know, you've now got Jamison Williams, the speedy wide receiver. But then behind them, uh, you've got talent, but inexperience. You know, Trayshawn Holden and Tyu Jones-Bell and uh, Ajay Hall and, you know, JoJo Earl, all of these guys who were, you know, sought after by every program in America. Well, they came to Alabama, but they haven't played a college game. So, uh you know, all in all, we'll be just fine, and it's time to get the season underway. Won't be long now until Alabama football is back on the air, and when it is, you'll hear Eli Gold calling it on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Our thanks to Eli and our thanks to you for joining us for this Press Box podcast. If you like what you hear, a couple things you can do for us. Would you rate us, review us, and subscribe so you get our brand-new uh, versions of the Press Box podcast every time they come out? And would be great, too, if you would tell a friend. Maybe they might enjoy it as well. They can find us on Apple, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever they find their favorite podcast. All they have to do is simply search for PressBox Radio 1. That's PressBox Radio and the number one for the PressBox podcast. Until next time, for Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here inside the PressBox.